0: This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Good morning and uh, the warmest of welcomes to you. Um, uh, I just wanted to pick up on a few things that Matthew Ling, who you've seen this morning, um, uh, speaking with us, he's an elder here at this city church in Coventry. um, He spoke to us last week about redeeming the time uh, for the days of evil. Um, And he said these three things. He said, there is a divine opportunity for something redemptive in every evil day. And he said, in every season of difficulty, in every day of evil. And he explained that that's the whole era and the whole age we live in since Christ died, rose again, And and until he returns, we live in uh, evil days. There is such an opportunity. And he said every time evil raises its head or comes against us or the challenge comes or the opposition comes. God says it's time for refreshing to come from my presence. Here is a new opportunity, um, a new Kairos moment. And um, that reminded me of uh, a word that the Holy Spirit dropped into my heart recently, not audibly, but very clearly. Uh, around the time of the announcement of the second lockdown, actually, he said, what if you came out in the power of the Holy Spirit? What if you came out in the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit? Um, for those of you who don't know, Jesus is, uh, Jesus said he is another helper. He's the other comforter, the one that he would send after he ascended to heaven. And, and the Bible tells us that he produces these things continually, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Gentleness, faithfulness and self control um, he gives these kind of gifts, messages of wisdom, messages of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy that 's speaking on behalf of God um, of what is to come, discerning of spirits, um, he gives gifts of service and teaching and encouragement and giving and leading and showing mercy and um, in all our thoughts and speech and conduct if we 've received Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, this is the kind of thing he does and um what if we came out in the power of that person, was, was God's uh, word to me. And I don't believe his emphasis was on waiting for some future time when, for example, the effects of um, COVID-19 are over. Because as Matthew reminded us, there's a divine opportunity in every day of evil. That includes today. So when the question is posed in that way, what if you came out in the power of that person every single day? Suddenly, the endless possibilities can be imagined. And um in the verse that John Griffith's uh, read out for us on the video there it says didn't it it says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit in the power of the spirit and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside and we love that don't we we love that he returned in the power of the spirit but he was of course returning from somewhere he was returning from the wilderness where he'd been for Forty days and forty nights, during which time he'd been tempted by the devil. And I looked at some uh, definitions in the, um, uh, of the word of wilderness uh, in the Collins English Dictionary, and uh, it says um, not, uh, a place, a wild, uninhabited, and uncultivated region. So, not a great place, not a place where you think much of any significance could actually happen. But here's what we've we've got to realise: Jesus returned. To Galilee in the power of the Spirit, at least in part because he responded to the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit because he responded to the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. We've heard it said, I think on more than one occasion during this time, that after this is all over, you know, and we don't know when that will be, but after COVID and the restrictions are not felt as nuanced as they they currently are, Uh, We're not going back to how things were. Uh, We're not returning to normal. And whilst that's certainly a divine possibility, it's not automatically true. For if we want to be those who return in the power of the spirit, we have got to be those who respond in the power of the spirit. Now, (laughs) and so what I've got to share with this is how are we or more importantly, how do we redeem? every evil day, as Matthew shared with us last week. How do we do that? And I'm going to share with us three ways from scripture. And the first way is knowing the nature of the resistance we face and how to respond. Um, A lot of you from City Church will know Joel Stevens, a good friend of all of ours, and he, um, he has been working out quite a bit recently. I've seen some photos of him on Facebook, weightlifting, very early in the morning. And I've I've even said to him, you know, that's quite a provocation and and, an inspiration. And um, I messaged him last night uh, in readiness for this morning. And I asked him some questions about weightlifting. And I'm just mindful of the time. So I'm not going to share all of the questions and answers he shared. But one of the questions was this. um, Is there a correct and an incorrect way to lift? And what's the significance of lifting incorrectly? And he said this about weightlifting. And of course we heard Jen pray earlier about about being about strengthening our areas of weaknesses and being strong in spirit and physically and he said technique is really important when weightlifting. Lifting correctly means working with your body to move efficiently with resistance. Working with your body to move efficiently with resistance. And he also said that uh, lifting incorrectly especially if the weight is too heavy, is a recipe for injury. And we could probably all appreciate that. And I felt God say this when I heard that. Your response to resistance is key in redeeming the time and coming out in the power of the spirit. Your response to resistance is key in redeeming the time and coming out in the power of the spirit. We've therefore got to first recognise resistance when it comes And on that, I'm just going to take us to Matthew four briefly, which is uh, Jesus's wilderness experience before he came out in the power of the spirit. And I'm going to read from verse one through to 11. And it says this, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread Some versions say command these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him. which reminds me of what Matthew was saying about the times of refreshing in a time of pressing, if you like. And so I just want to pick out some things about the the temptations there. We don't big up the devil. We don't have to. Jesus has defeated him. But it's right that we're not ignorant of his schemes, which the scripture also teaches us. So the first temptation he came at Jesus with was this. He came, the timing of it. He came after fasting when Jesus was hungry and tempted him with the prospect of food. And a good friend of mine, Chris Hammer Hodges, who you may have seen on this uh, a, few, a few times on the live stream, said, you know, uh, to me recently about the enemy coming at us at our point of weakness and when we're most vulnerable to it. And we've been reading as a church, Jared Cooper's book, Stronger Together, all about building genuine strength and resilience. And one thing we've got to realise is that he will come at your weakest point at the time you're most vulnerable to it. The specific temptation he comes at Jesus with was if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread and command is an authoritative word. It reminds us of the military. Um, um, So it carries authority to make a command. We don't often walk about giving commands. We kind of just speak to each other. (laughs) But he comes up with command. And Jesus in Matthew 28 said, didn't he? All authority. So Jesus did have authority. He was given rule. (laughs) All authority in heaven and earth had been given to him. But he said to his disciples, because of that, go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus had been given authority to disciple the nations for that purpose. It was not to meet his own need. And the enemy tempted him with basically this then Use your authority to meet your need. He will seek to cause us to use authority wrongly. And it was a similar temptation in the garden. In Genesis, mankind was given authority. In Genesis one, when God created mankind, he blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So he gave them rule for one purpose. And then he said and then he gave them every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth. And every tree that has fruit with seed in it. And he said, they will be yours for food. He gave them rule for one purpose, but he freely fed them because he's a good father. They were free to eat from any tree in the garden. But after they were told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the enemy comes at them. The serpent came at them and with the prospect of food uh, about the tree from which they were told they were not to eat. They were given rule for a purpose, but it wasn't to meet their needs. They already had a good father who gave them their food um in recent uh, months we as a family have been doing every four or five weeks sometimes a month and a bit we've been doing like domino's pizza nights or a big bucket of kfc not every week obviously that could give a whole different meaning to every evil day um but uh, we've been we've been enjoying uh, sort of family feasts together every few weeks and uh, we'll go into the living room with it and watch a movie or the great british bake-off if you're a fan and um You know, something for us as parents and particularly for me as a a father, uh, there's just something really just gives joy to your heart and delights you when you get to spread out this feast in front of your children. And they're just so excited about it. And it's just it's just wonderful. And, And that's like only so much more. So God, he is a father. And all we need to do is ask him for needs. We need not use authority. He gives us for our own need. Jesus taught, didn't he? Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and his righteousness, and he will give you everything you need. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And going back to the wilderness, Jesus answered, Satan, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus resisted what Adam and Eve did not. And they would have lived not only by God's ample supply of the fruit-bearing trees that surrounded them, but by obeying the word that proceeded from His mouth when He said, "But don't eat of that tree." It's when they did that they died. Let's never use authority for a purpose for which it was never given, even if temptation comes at a time when we are most vulnerable to it. The second temptation Jesus comes at—sorry, uh, Satan comes at Jesus with. Um, was, if you are the son of God, sorry, I just need to keep an eye on the time. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. And then he quotes scripture. He will seek to cause us to make reckless assumption about what we should do because of who we are. That was the nature of the temptation. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. Uh, Make a reckless assumption because of what God has said. Uh, And this was not the only time Jesus was met with this temptation. In Matthew 27, verses 41 to 43. This is when Jesus was on the cross. It's actually the chief priests and the teachers of the law uh, when they were mocking him said he saved others. They said he cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down. Throw yourself down, Jesus. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants it. For he said, I am the son of God. There's even a, a similar story in the Old Testament and the Old Testament for us as believers contains types and shadows, basically pictures of the ultimate reality that is found in Jesus Christ in the New Testament, because the whole book is about him. In Nehemiah chapter six, uh, Nehemiah is uh, gone back to Jerusalem because it's uh, in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire and he is rebuilding the walls of the city. And in chapter six, it says this and it's called further up. Opp- well, this is the heading further opposition to the rebuilding. When word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates, Sanballat Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming. We must not be ignorant of his schemes. They were scheming to harm me. So I sent messages to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and I cannot go down throw yourself down no I cannot go down why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer he's persist. the enemy is persistent with this kind of temptation Nehemiah says I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you and this prophesies of course of Jesus For as great as Nehemiah's project was, Jesus Christ, whilst hanging on the cross, was fulfilling the greatest project in the history of all the world. For he was in that moment paying the penalty for all sin for all time and reconciling the whole world to the father. Jesus answered Satan in the wilderness. It is written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Never make a reckless assumption about what you should do because of who you are. This is why the distinction uh, between Everything and anything is crucial. And what I mean by that is in Philippians 4.13, Paul writes, I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. But when he writes to the Corinthian church and addressing some of their clear misconceptions about uh, the believer's freedom, he says in chapter 10, verse 23, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. Just because we can do everything through Christ who strengthens us does not mean we should do anything through Christ who strengthens us because not everything will be beneficial or constructive. Jesus said to the disciples, didn't he? I only do what I see the Father doing. And I'm not talking about finding lots of opportunities to say no to to people or situations at all. We're called to, to minister to the world. But Jesus did say, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So there will be occasions for yes and there will be occasions for no our privilege before god is inquiring lord what is it you're doing today and how am i to be involved in it never make a reckless assumption about what you should do because of who you are the third temptation satan comes at jesus with is this he offers jesus the kingdoms of the world and their splendor if jesus will bow down and worship him but this was jesus's destiny anyway he was offering jesus what was rightfully his only before the time and without the cross No price to be paid. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, which is a prophetic book about uh, how all of history will culminate in chapter 11, verse 15. It says the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. He sought to cause Jesus to take a painless shortcut to what was rightfully his. Jesus answer was. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. For Jesus himself taught in Mark 8, 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? This time, therefore, the enemy was not coming at him questioning his identity. He was outright trying to take it from him. Never take a shortcut to obtain what may be rightfully yours. It will probably involve you losing your identity in the process. Just before I leave this part, um, I just wanted to uh, read a a little scripture that kind of sums all of that up, which is 1 Peter 5, verse 8. and It says this. um, Be alert and a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. God says your response to resistance is key in redeeming the time and coming out in the power of the spirit your response to resistance is key in redeeming the time and coming out in the power of the spirit jesus redeemed the time in the wilderness and came out in the power of the spirit by resisting the enemy the cross was an evil day for jesus and he redeemed the whole of humanity therefore whilst nailed to it um just going to take us very quickly to daniel the second way Uh, we can redeem the time, is trust him or entrust ourselves to him. In Daniel chapter 3, verses uh, 15 to 18, a bit of background and context, King King Nebuchadnezzar uh, is the ruler of the nation at this point in time, and he's set up an image that he's decreed that everybody should worship, and Daniel and his friends will not bow down, similar to Jesus's last temptation. They won't bow down and worship that. They will serve the Lord their God only. And, um, This is remarkable what they say in verses 17 and 18 uh, in response to being told, if you don't do it, you're going to be thrown into a blazing furnace. They say, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O King. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O King, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I've often heard um, Bill Johnson from Bethel Church in Reading say, bold faith stands on the shoulders of quiet trust. And I guess you would call it fairly bold what they first said. He is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. But the quiet trust was, even if he does not, we're still going to serve him. We're we're not going to worship the image you've set up. They were so persuaded of God's good nature that God not actually rescuing them would not have detracted them from it. And that's reminiscent of Paul at the end of Romans 8.38. And I'm sure we've heard it prayed maybe this morning. He, uh, for I am persuaded that neither death, death in a furnace, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. A way we can redeem the evil days and come out in the power of the spirit is not to spend them, dependent upon God rescuing us from them but trusting in him regardless a way we can redeem the evil days is not to spend them dependent upon God rescuing us from them but trusting in him regardless Psalm 32 uh, 10 says the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him if you want to know if we want to know in our experience what it means to be surrounded by this kind of love at this time we need to trust him third and final way um we uh, redeem the evil days it's Matthew 26 36 to 46 Um, and we've talked about resistance but that is not the only thing we need to do in order to redeem the evil days and come out in the power of the spirit submission to his will is vital and this part in Matthew is Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane before he goes to the cross and he basically I'm just mindful of the time so I'm just going to paraphrase basically it's dawning on him how how hard the cross is going to be for his flesh. And he actually goes to the Father and he says, if it's possible, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. Something to recognise about submission to God's will is it is not, or at least not always, an easy thing. It would, of course, been easier for Jesus to shortcut as he was tempted to do so in the wilderness. This was not going to be easy or pleasant for Jesus's flesh. It was about to be ripped apart, quite literally, and he knew it. And a revealer of how hard it is is that after Jesus has told his disciples, I'm going to the cross, although they didn't understand it. And uh, he says to his father, but you know what, if it's possible, I'd, I'd I'd rather not do it, take it from me. And of course, it wasn't possible because the whole of humanity was at stake and he laid down his life for us of his own accord. Jesus, in doing so, did not just redeem a temporal moment in time, but he paid the price for all sin once and for all, making a way for all humanity back to the father in submitting to the father's will he redeemed the time he came out in the power of the spirit of course i love the lyric and we've heard it sang by simon this morning um, from oh praise the name uh, then on the third break of dawn the son of heaven rose again or trampled death where there is your sting the angels roar for christ the king and paul in romans eight eleven he says and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you he submitted to god 's will and came out in the power of the spirit if we 're to be those who redeem the evil days making the most of every opportunity we are and those who come out each day in the power of the spirit we 've got to submit to the will of God hard though it may be i 'm just going to sum up and very quickly pray I do apologize if i 've gone on a little longer than I, I ought to have if we 're going to be those who redeem every evil day and come out in the power of the spirit then Our response to resistance is key. Our response to resistance is key. And in that, let's never use authority for a purpose for which it was never given, even if temptation comes at a time when we are most vulnerable to it. Let's never make a reckless assumption about what we should do because of who we are. Let's never take a shortcut to obtain what may rightfully be ours. Let's not spend these days dependent upon God rescuing us from them, but trusting him regardless. And let's be those who submit to his will even if hard. And I think I'll just conclude with this from James 4, 7 to 10, and then I'll pray. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. (laughs) That's that's repentance. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Amen. I trust uh, you've heard God those who know him and those who don't i trust the holy spirit has spoken to you and if you don't know jesus you've never received jesus as lord i trust that the holy spirit has shown you him today um, and shown you that he is your savior shown you how much he loves you and that today is a great invitation for you to turn from your sin and receive him as lord so i'm just going to pray father i want to thank you for your word i pray lord that you have spoken to every heart and mind listening i pray lord jesus and that even as you've spoken holy spirit that you would give growth what's been said i pray lord for those who know you lord god that you would give them the grace in these coming days uh, to redeem the time in the ways that you've shown us and lord for those who don't know you i pray father for their salvation in jesus name that they may come to know just how good a god you are and how awesome a savior you are amen Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.